Welcome to Pink Cheesecake Podcast, the musings on the pursuit of a happier life. And we are a mother-daughter duo. I'm Stacy Lee, and this is my daughter, Madison. Madison. Welcome. Yeah. Episode welcome. number four. I know. Can you believe it? I know. I, How getting, do you think it's been going, though? Well, we're getting... Um, <laughs> well, we're not near 10 yet. 10 yeah, was 10 the I goal. Feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like 10, it just might be better at 10. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't believe that we've even done four. Really? Well, I'm a quitter, you know. Oh, see, I'm a, I do what I want to do. <laughs> so if I say we're putting 10 podcasts out, we are putting 10 and podcasts out. And I'm a out. quitter. I yeah. like to quit things. I like to- This is like not even, this is nothing to me. I'm like, oh, only yeah. four. And it's kind of a big deal for me. Well, I'm glad. Good. Yeah. Good. That we're being consistent and doing this. Good. So thanks Good. for this fun idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so what's up today? So what's up today? Um, On episode four. Episode four. We have talked a little bit about, um, you know, my Yale class that I was taking about happiness and how um, we just kind of want to find as much positivity as we can in our life. The, yeah, we are in the pursuit yeah. of a happier life at all, all the time. So then when I started taking the class, I thought this fits in perfectly to what we're talking about. Um, I've kind of talked about as much as I have learned so far. So I kind of want to take a step and talk about something else. Okay. Um, as I go on with my course though, I might check back with yes. you. I might check back with you and have some more things. Yes. Um, cause I, oh, I have like five more weeks of it. No, that's you so guys. Great. There's so much more about the brain, more about the brain. Yep. Go back and look at, epi- I love, I think episode three was good. Because we really kind of dove a little bit more into our brain and how it works. We did. And how we can really combat some of the things that it does. Yeah, Uh, that we can't always trust our brains. Right. Um, Did you say the word intuition? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, anyway, Mm -hmm. go back and listen to episode three if you want. If you want to know about that, because today is not about that. Apparently not. I don't know. We are going to talk about, we are (laughs) going to talk about um, hard times. Hard times. We've never been through any hard times in our life. No. We, our life is just. You were being really sarcastic, but then for a second, I thought you were kind of being serious oh, because really, no, we kind of haven't. Yeah. Let's just preface this. I mean, yeah. Let's do that. Good. Let's do that. No. Nope. Because we don't even have to go into, uh, our life really hasn't, our life has, comparatively, our life has been very blessed. Very blessed. I mean. Honestly, like, like don't, yeah, please. No, that's, that's, I'm so glad that you had that, so, <laughs> that to realization. To use that as a comparison yeah. from our For, last episode yeah. is when we say we've been through hard times, I mean, everybody's perception of hard times is, is individual. Again, back to reference points, hard times really are just based on kind of who you are and the situations you're in. And Compared, they are real. They are real. Everybody's hard time is real. We can't right. say, and again, no, we judgment. Can't, no, we cannot say that, oh, well, they haven't been through this, so it really wasn't that bad. Right. That is not appropriate. Never. No. Never. Um, so some of our hard times maybe. You might somebody's think, blessing right you might think oh really that's you know but it was hard to us maybe and i think i think that's important to learn though as a person right to know you know yeah so we don't have hard times where we have had cancer yeah. you know we haven't had debilitating car accidents that has take have taken There's, anyone yeah, yeah. you know we yeah, have our houses have not been with. flattened by a tornado or Hurricane. a fire mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. you know what i yep. mean yep um 
our hard times are almost they're average hard times. They're like yeah, kind of everybody's hard times. I think don't yeah, you think probably absolutely mm-hmm. yeah, just with a different flavor. Yeah, just with a different flavor. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. our hard times. So what kind? What what are some of the hard times that you've been through that you want to talk about? Because are is the goal in sharing these hard times how then we've healed from those? or just our experiences through them? Or what do you want? I think to- there's a couple goals, actually. The first one um, is maybe just to talk about hard times and how we've come through them. Okay. Practices, again, practices of how we have been able to overcome some difficulties. Okay. Um, another thing maybe is to just talk about them because I don't think people talk about them enough. And I think when okay. people do talk about them, it is very one-sided. Well, it's, it's Sometimes it's just, um, you know... No, what were you going to say? It's very healing to talk about that. Yes, I, yes. So I, I don't think people talk about hard times in a healing way. It also connects you to a different, another person. I need to find that meme. Okay, you do. Real. But you said it in episode one or two that one of the biggest joys of your life is to be able to connect with someone. Yes. And to say, oh, I understand that. I get that. Yes. So in sharing hard times. Yes. Um, that can that obviously does connect you to another human faster and obviously more intensely. And I think if anybody right? knows me, like on a on a personal yeah. level, like even even coworkers and okay. friends, like I'm very open. I know you about are. things. You are. I'm very open. <laughs> You're with, shockingly open. I'm shockingly I could open be too. I think you are with certain people. Yes, and I think I've probably tempered that the older that I get. Uh huh. But I could still choose to be very shockingly. Um, authentic, shockingly yeah. overshare. But in but in doing that, in my experience, I have created amazing friendships and amazing relationships, and not cool. even just a friendship, just a connection, even just right. like a work buddy, um, and connections with people who live out of state, even like. Uh- yeah. You have a lot to say about that. Tons, yeah. So, yeah, so this meme, it says, okay, I've built meme? more relationships with people on being open about my struggles than ever could have pretending like I had it all together. Of course. So, yeah, right. that, I mean, that just goes along with it. I like them. Right. So, yeah, so I think maybe just like talking a little bit about it. But um. So, yeah, tell me about a hard time. Oh, I'm going first. I always ask you the question first. I know, but I decided to throw okay. you to you. <laughs> on you first. Well, again, like hard times is not, I mean. Do you I, want to just pick one or? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess. Significant to you? A significant hard time. Um, yeah. Right after Mikey was born. (laughs) I think that was very significant because kind of leading up to it, I've felt like I had a very, I mean, I still have a blessed life and I did even through that. Um, but I still had hard times during that. So I'm not saying that I had like a perfect life up until then. No, no, no. I had hard times. Just picking one out of the basket of hard times. So I think, yeah, right after. Significant. That was very significant because that kind of like changed the trajectory of. It did change. So much of my life. Um, but yeah, it was kind of, and my pregnancy was perfect. Like my pregnancy was, was just about as beautiful and heavenly. First baby. First. Yes. And it was, I think it was heavenly. Yeah. You were beautiful. It was heavenly. I felt happier than I've ever felt more confident than I've ever felt. Um, did I say happier? What did I say? You said happier confident. and confident. I'm so heavy. It was beautiful. so heavenly. Like I don't even know where to go. It was beautiful. Um, I was, I even, I had a little bit of symptoms of, you know, your um, heartburn and yeah, a little bit, you know, yep. your kind of uncomfortableness, but 
I loved that though. That was my favorite part. Cause yeah. I was just like, cause Ooh. you were so aware of being pregnant. And I was so aware. And I loved waking up in the morning knowing I'm pregnant, like knowing I was doing something. It was just the best. Okay. <laughs> Growing being, a human. Yes. Hi. High five. Growing a human. My gosh. Best thing ever. I love it. Mm. Literally like the happiest. Yeah. So then like, you know, as we're heading into giving birth, um, Michael and I were just kind of all of a sudden felt like this weight of, wow, we, there is going to be another human here. There's a baby and like, it's not just the two of us. And, um, it was just kind of like, it was heavy. It was a very heavy, like, um, responsibility. Reality. Yeah. Reality. So, um, yeah. So anyway, we were just so excited and I knew Michael was made for this. And now over the last three years, like Michael is just born to be a dad. Like right. if there was anything Michael right. was born to do, right. it was to be right. a dad. He has excelled Ex at being a dad. Exceptional. Right. Like exceptional. Yes, I agree. So we were so excited, but yeah, it was just, it was, you know, obviously okay, so anything get, new. Okay. So right after he was born, I don't know. Do you want me to like go through Well, this? you had a very traumatic birth, a very right. traumatic, um, labor was good, uh, good, whatever. Um, long. And you uh, were there. So, you know, I was there. Cause honestly, you minute. probably know the story better than I do. I was <laughs> it's probably true. So yeah. she had a very, um, it's just traumatic. It was, it, it was, was a, it was a regular labor, but it just wasn't progressing, but it was the delivery that ended up being very traumatic. It was very quick. It was very traumatic. It was very confusing, very confusing. Um, it was very like, uh, just a lot of decisions had to be made very, very quickly. Um, and so Madison ended up having a forceps delivery yeah. in 2018, <laughs> you were born. 17, 2016, 2016, which, you know, you don't hear of anymore. Forceps. We're not going to go into all the details no, because no, no. that is like one detail out of the many that so, happened. Yeah. So if you want to know more about that another time, private message, somebody, please let me know. I will, I will tell you everything. But, that is like a sliver of it. Just so you but know, you can imagine yeah. every, anybody who hears forceps nowadays yeah. They go, Bells are yeah. going off. Like, and he was 10 and it was pounds. At, at the mail. He was 10 pounds. He was upside down. It there was, was a, yeah, a lots lot. of complications. Hard to get him out. Yeah. Let's just go there. He didn't want to go out. <laughs> he was very comfortable yeah. and happy. Um, so after he was born, you had immediately, physically, you were in shock. Your body. Yeah, my body went into shock. shock. Um, I was you shaking. hemorrhaged I was, quite yep, a bit. Yep. Um, my hemoglobin was what, 8.5, something like that. Um, passed and out a couple I did, of times. I, I couldn't quite get in the wheelchair. Um, I hadn't eaten. There was lots of, and I was still, I, I, I was, unfortunately they gave me oxy. On a very empty stomach. Oh, it was just, it was a whirlwind of just bad. Bad. And then, and then those three days, more bad At the things hospital. happened. To yes. Me. And just added to it like right. oh it was just anyway so that so i'm precursor okay. that too because okay. that's then story. what happened when you went home right and so what i go did that? home i can't walk i can barely sit down no they sent me home with like basically nothing to take care of myself no in the middle of winter middle of winter literally we gave birth during a blizzard we drove home <laughs> It was sunny when we drove home, but it was a blizzard every weekend then. In a December come, baby. Yeah. So I was stuck at home trying to learn how to breastfeed and all of that. I mean, it was like just not easy, but and, again, yes. And by herself. Yeah. Because I was two and a half hours away with a job. Yeah. A job that I had to go to 
every day, five yeah. days a week, I had to go to that job. Yeah. Or we didn't eat or pay right. mortgage. Right. And this was just a handful of years ago. And it, it was horrible. Madison had nobody. So I will say... Michael did stay home for two two weeks. Well, Michael, yes, yeah. but no other no. female no. is what I'm saying. Right. You right. had no. nobody, and no. it was not the way to do it. No. I it, honestly would not have survived, biggest, though. Biggest regret of my life, if not Michael quitting my job. hadn't taken those two weeks off. I did not change a diaper for two no, weeks. No, I know. He... I couldn't get myself in and out of the bathtub. I couldn't dress myself. No, Michael like, was... Nothing. I is, was... Yes. So then... Um, then like, but again, I'm using all these practices, like staying positive, oh, you know, sure. but then like my brain was playing these weird tricks on me. And I started having really weird thoughts about being a mom and weird thoughts about like what happened? Like, cause I think my body was still in shock from the delivery. Absolutely. So then when I would have like a flashback, it didn't seem like it was a real thing. Huh? And then I would be sitting on my couch in intense pain thinking what again what happened you went through a trauma and then and then I would look at my kid in the swing and I'd say trauma. I'd say that's that's my that's my baby how did I have my baby like yeah and then I was like oh I was pregnant like my brain was so hijacked it was yeah and it was almost like one of those like scenes in a movie where it was like and then it would like have a scene Interesting. And, then, and then it would show something else. Wow. So I would sit on my couch and I would like piece together the last couple of weeks in my life. My brain was not healthy. You had no <laughs> control over what was no, happening. No, it was just like, and, and I think now I know it was just my absolutely uh, disoriented hormones. It was trauma and hormones. Yeah, it was, and my hormones were just all over the place, and they didn't know what to do. They, my pain was intense. They didn't know where to go. Yes, you know, I didn't know yes. how to comfort myself at this point because right. now I'm a mom and I'm supposed to be breastfeeding, and I'm only my body was like calling out to him, right? My, my he's calling out to my body. So then but my your body's body, trying to heal. My body's trying to take care of myself. So I didn't even. Oh, it was just very odd. I still don't even know all the depths to that first couple of weeks. But then after a while, I was noticing I was just crying a lot, like just really like teary. And one day my in-laws were coming over and I could not stop crying. Ugh. And I called Michael and I was like, Michael, I'm, I was like bent over the kitchen counter crying, just bawling. Oh, you poor thing. And this was maybe two weeks postpartum, maybe three. And he was like, well, I can, he, was, he was away. He was getting groceries or something. And he said, I can tell them not to come. And I said, what? No, like not even a little, like they're on their way. Like there's an, they're coming. And so I stopped crying, but I knew, I felt like I had six hours worth of tears left. Like Ugh, I just, I yeah, felt so, yeah. but again, what was there to cry about? I had the most beautiful, healthy Perfect baby. baby who I survived mean, this traumatic birth. I the have miracle. It's a miracle. Let's talk that about that. That child ex survived, survived that birth. And Yes. Nothing happened to him. Nothing happened to him. So I knew, so again, Angel. I knew my brain knew there's nothing to be sad about. Uh, I was sad that I wasn't really healing the way I wanted to, but I knew, you know, like that, would, but I was just, anyway. So I went to the doctor and they were like, oh, you probably have a little bit, but, but I took the little, uh, quiz, quiz, postpartum depression. Not so much because again, I, I knew I, it was mostly anxiety. Uh, so she was like, you know, there's just a lot of anxiety. You have a, you have probably postpartum anxiety and you have a lot of worries and you're, and I was constantly worried that something would happen to Mikey. So a lot of it was just worry about him and, um, just that constant anxiety of then 
what would have happened if the delivery had gone different. And so then I had flashbacks of that. Like, I wish it was different. I wish it was different. Why did that happen to me? Why did I, why did I let that happen? Why were you a victim to this horrible Yeah, and then like, why did, and then, yeah, just all these questions. All the, yeah. And then of course it doesn't do you any good to ask yourself that. Because you can't change anything. No, but you can't really help it in the depth of winter all by yourself. You know, so anyway, um, so I struggled with, um, yeah, postpartum anxiety. And honestly, I don't think that my hormones, um, realigned for close to 24 months. Was two full years. It was, yeah, it was very close. I struggled then with like effects of my new normal. Yes. And it was just not good. It wreaked havoc on my marriage. It was just because I didn't know who I was anymore. Right. Yeah. So it was. But it my, had nothing to do with Mikey. No, it was really interesting. It, it, it never had anything to do with him. It was with just the, the way my body reacted, right. I think. And then with my low hemoglobin, with not knowing, I mean, I wasn't even eating properly. No, no. I, I couldn't there go was, to the grocery. I didn't even know how to cook. I was breastfeeding 24 hours a day. Like there was a lot of. And you had no support. Michael. Yeah. But that's one man. Right. <laughs> Who did have to go back to work. Yeah, I mean, he did. He did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he supported me a hundred percent through I every know. decision I made. He, yeah, I wouldn't have survived it without him a hundred percent. Like he did above and beyond right. what a dad or a father right. yeah. uh, is expected. I don't know if, <laughs> yeah, but he did. I yep. mean, beyond what I expected, I guess I should yeah. say. So, um, so 24 months, yeah. you kind of came out of it. Yeah. How do you feel now? It was a journey. 36. 40 months after this, how do you feel when you look back on that? Do you feel like, Oh, I feel sad. You do? Yeah. I feel sad that those years were sad years because they were sad for me. Okay. Um, I think that they could have been so much better with Michael and I trying to learn how to be parents together. Um, but there's really nothing I, I you couldn't. couldn't have done anything. Well, there's tons of things we could have done differently. Now we know. Now we know. Now we know what to expect and how I can take care of myself next time. And you get, you now, we will have meals coming to you. I do not have a job where I have to be Right, there will be a lot of differences. single day. I will be able to move in. But you when will, I think of that right. time, I, I'm, I'm kind of just like, oh, that could have Bummer. been. Yeah. Okay. Um, but definitely our... Yeah, it makes me sad. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Is there a follow-up to this hard times podcast? <laughs> We're just sharing hard times? Mm, there's, I have a bunch of questions for you regarding it, but I want to know yours. Oh, so you? how did you resolve this? Just your hormones finally came into check and I you started, started taking supplements? I started taking some supplements. That you and love? I noticed in three days. Yeah, you you should be an ambassador for that company. My anxiety. And it's not an MLM. No, it's not. It's just, and like, maybe we, they can sponsor us, but they they can sponsor. Yeah, we, they should sponsor because she, yeah. Seriously. She has an ad on Facebook for this company. (laughs) No, it's a review. It's a review. And they put it on Facebook all the time. The company's name is Flo, F-L-O. And it's a little pink gummy. And it saved her life. And her testimony or her review is used in their advertising all the time. time. It says Madison N. (laughs) Madison N. Um, and she's had like 3,000 comments or well, something. Three, some people like tag me in it because then you tag me in it and they're like, yeah. does this really work? And then I give my whole little spiel. So um, you're better because of that. Absolutely. I, okay. I really do think it's better. But also like, um, 
you know, I did a little bit of counseling with a family friend that was really oh, good. good. It was yep. really good to help my mind set with healing and the Lord. Yes. Um, that was really good. And I think that really sped up my healing. Good. Truly. Physically, my healing, there was no reason why my healing was so quick. No, you did do it a was, little bit of physical therapy. I did a little bit of physical therapy, but mine, I mean, that nope, was, you are there right. was no reason why it was a miracle. You are right. So that, but then definitely like setting my hormones up for success, <laughs> just set my body back to normal. <laughs> Wouldn't um, every woman want to set their hormones up for success? <laughs> be right back to her. Oh my gosh. How do we campaign that? <laughs> That's a great sentence. Uh, so yeah. And that was, yeah, like I said, I know it's within three days. And I was like, okay, I think I can handle this. So now I'm a lot more mindful. And I think like just even communication wise, but it just, it didn't really hurt like my mothering. It didn't hurt my, no, it mainly, nope. it was my marriage. It was yeah. it really took a toll because yeah. as instead of trying to communicate with each other where we knew each other, I became a different person. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. it became very like just a night and day with figuring out. Right. And then of course, Michael dealing with like my kind of irrational, you know, that processes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he mm -hmm. was just, I again saint yeah <laughs> like yes yeah yes michael so, wears a cape yeah he does yep. yeah so um yeah so i so i now yeah i've come out of it um for a while now yeah but that even makes me again like more grateful just to Aww. be normal <laughs> right you know? it was so hard yeah, someone, someone was like oh you take such a joy in the simple things and i was like oh yeah <laughs> like just a simple thing to like have right. even when michael and i like don't we don't fight or like if we are a conversation that could turn into an argument I'm so proud of it that we just have a conversation. <laughs> yes. I'm like, just a good, good normal conversation. You know, I'm so proud. I have to say, Tom, and I, I feel that way about my marriage. Yeah. It, it just in the last handful of years. Yeah. Tom and I, it's taken 30 years. But we finally have come to a point where we don't have to have a knockdown drag out argument right. for days anymore. Right. Now things can be said and then they can be forgotten. I didn't think we could ever get to that place. Yeah. I thought... Because Tom and I, like everyone in our family, is we very, very strong personality. Very passionate, strong. And that's the problem, I think. People. It's not that we like want to fight. It's not no. like we want to have arguments. It's not no. like we hate each other. We just, everything that we say, we say with such. We are very enthusiastic, <laughs> passionate. Yeah. And, and yeah. Scandinavian people. For some I don't reason. know why. It's like we're, we're Italian. not Italian. <laughs> I, I, we're I don't just, know why. But. Yeah. yeah, and then I married someone exactly, exactly the same. The same. Yeah, so. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all very passionate. Um, but yeah, but you're proud of that, right? When you have that conversation, you're like, oh, wow, we did a good job. Wow, yeah, it's not that bad. No, it's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe now share something, maybe like a hard. I'm having a hard time with that today. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. Because that hard time you just said. It's really hard. It was, it was real. You know, you've had some pretty hard times. Well, then give me an example of one that you think. Well, okay. So let's just talk about seasons of life, right? Because a lot of the time when, when we were going through some stuff, when we moved and. When we moved? Yeah. Or even like. I, I always think way back to when uh, we first had kids, we lived in a 600 square foot cabin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We bought a 600 square foot cabin on a river in the middle of nowhere after my husband and I got married. Beautiful for newlyweds. And then we happened to have three children in this teeny tiny cabin. And we were there for 13 years. So I raised three kids in 
a tiny cabin, barely two bedrooms. One of the bedrooms didn't even have a door. Um, I had to go outside to do laundry for the first seven years of being in that house. I had to go outside onto a deck and carry the laundry down. In the middle of winter. In the middle of winter, down into the walkout basement of this cabin. Um, and I'll tell you, I never complained. I didn't, I didn't care because I knew that's just where my laundry was. I didn't have to go to the laundromat. I just had to go outside and I did cloth diapers oh my God, for everybody. And so I put the cloth diaper pail outside on the deck. So I was carrying frozen wet diapers down the icy <laughs> oh steps. And I remember dumping frozen pea soaked cloth diapers into a steaming hot washing machine. And then I would put vinegar and borax and tea tree oil to wash. So I even did cloth diapers and I hung them on the line in the summer. I added a lot of extra work to what I did, but I loved the extra work because- Was this a hard time? This is a hard time turned into a really fun time. (laughs) I'm like, this kind of sounds like a dream come true. This is is a hard time. So um, some people would say that was a really hard time. Um, I have a hard time with hard times because we have been so blessed by God. Okay, yes, we have. That's, yeah. <laughs> so my husband, I mean, a lot of times I had kids, I didn't have a car. I mean, okay. is that a hard time? Okay. Yeah. Did we survive it? Yeah. Did I drive around in a huge station wagon that somebody gave us and it didn't have a speedometer? <laughs> Yeah. Did every car I I had raising kids given to us by from someone at church because yeah. we were so poor? Yeah. yeah. Okay, but... Yeah, we've still been blessed. Yeah. We're still blessed. Mm-hmm. Did I have a leaky roof on my 600 square foot flat-roofed cabin that leaked for With years and years? With ice cream buckets and around we, it every Christmas. <laughs> we hung ice cream buckets from the ceiling to collect it. No, we, they would be on the floor and we would not trip over them. <laughs> remarkably, yep. I mean, talk about comparison I didn't compare myself to anyone and I knew so my question is what what if you had Instagram and back what then if, yeah like just imagine but, yourself but, but it doesn't matter because I had regular friends yeah. who weren't like us right yeah yeah we yeah, were yeah, the yeah, poorest yeah, yeah. people <laughs> yeah, we of were. everybody yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. my husband worked hard so that oh, really yeah. was not no, it at all no. it was where we lived yeah and his the type of job he did, yeah. um, and the fact I decided not to work. I stayed home with the kids to homeschool It was all them. like, yeah. It was all kind of by choice yeah. that we lived that Lifestyle. poor, right? <laughs> um, but I had lots of friends that actually had really good jobs and had very nice, nice houses, homes and yeah. had heat and air conditioning and <laughs> countertops and roofs that didn't leak. And, yeah. you know, in laundry, uh, in a laundry room, they didn't have to go outside. Okay. Yeah. So- I don't think it would have affected me because okay. I was very happy. And people loved us. Yeah, people loved coming over. People loved coming to yeah. our cabin on the river yeah. um, because they loved us. And that's kind of why I always say, I don't cook. I don't, because people don't come to a holiday at my house for the food. Yeah. We come, you come over to our house for people. Yeah. People over food. Yeah. Boy, this hard one, this, this is a hard one for me. I don't want to talk about hard times today. Oh, and, okay, pick another one. I'll just fix it, though. Um, <laughs> well, they all kind of have to go with that, though. Like, okay, um, okay. Well, maybe we can switch it up a little bit, really quick. Um, sympathy and empathy. 
Oh, so huge. This is kind of where I'm going with it a little bit okay. is how, how important is that to you? Like, what's the nicest thing that, well, there's two questions. What's the nicest thing you've done for somebody going through hard times? And what's the nicest thing someone has done for you? How has someone been there for you that really sticks out? Okay, this is so funny that you asked this because all of a sudden I flashed, you're going to die. Okay, it's the <laughs> same. So this podcast brings out all these like, this memories. This is the same answer to both questions. Really? It revolves okay. around a pair of pants. Sit on that for a second. Oh, I'm trying to put the pieces together. I'm trying to so put the pieces together. So I had a friend... Um, yes, who I was in a, uh, La Leche League, uh, support group after, um, not dumb, dumb suckers. Stop it. <laughs> Nobody knows. And now that's an inside joke and that, no, I'm sorry. We'll tell the story. Another we'll time. tell that story another time. Um, I had, a, I was in a little, I was a La Leche League breastfeeding counselor for a number of years. And so I did have a small group of women that we met together and had little kids together and did things. And this woman was going through, um, a hard time, even though we were way much poorer than she was, but she was having some marital difficulties and her husband was not going to allow her to buy new pants. Just as simple as that. She needed some new pants. And she told me this story and that her husband, which she ultimately divorced because there was abuse in that marriage. Um, I went home and I told Tom and Tom said, well, Stacey, we have to buy her a pair of pants. Right. Yeah. That's like immediately. I'm like, you just go. Buy I, and and this, and this is new in our marriage. Our kids are little. Um, we really don't have any money. We're not really even tithing at the time at a church. You know, I don't really know. And I said, well, Tom, we can't afford to buy her a pair of pants. He goes, yes, we can buy her. Her husband won't let her have pants. Yes. We're going to buy her a new pair of pants. Yeah. So I, then next time we met in our small group, I was able to give her. Yeah. $30. I don't know what it was. And that was a huge amount of money for us at the time Yeah, and said, here, get yourself some pants. And she just bawled and bawled and bawled. Okay. Aww, that's so beautiful. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that was the first yeah. time that I remember giving to someone, knowing that I had the ability to give to someone. Right. Right. I didn't know. Well, and I like that you guys just made the decision. Like, yes, without thinking there was no, it was Tom yeah. and it was Tom more right. than me right. even yeah. going, course we can get the woman a pair of pants yeah Yeah. her husband's a you know what we'll get her some pants right okay so then the next question was how is how what's the nicest thing anyone did for me well there's a billion so if i if you're listening like as a child let me just say oh yeah like growing up and seeing the blessings from other people onto our family and i don't think there were pity no, I, think I don't think so either. It was really genuine. Like, it was genuine. Um, and it wasn't even over the top. No, it wasn't, it was just very, it much wasn't like, patronizing. No, it was very small. Like, Oh, you need this. Okay. I can right. help you. Um, like, and, and I, it's just inspired me a lot. And it's, I think it's made me a really generous person. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. We were like, if we I could were give the, all my we money, were the would... poor home family, meaning not just poor and financial, but I remember our youth pastor, I know you're listening. Um, he said to his wife when he one day he goes, oh, "What are those homes going to do? What? Well, those poor home, three kids in a 600 square foot cabin. Yeah. What are those? What are what is that family going to do?" Oh, and I thought, 
Tom and I never even thought, what are we going to do when you guys became teenagers? We just lived our life. Okay. So the nicest thing. Oh my gosh. That's such a funny, like I cannot imagine living day to day like that. Michael and I are planning like 10 years into the future. Okay. Well, we did. Okay. Okay. So again, preface it with all of you people listening who have done beautiful things for me. Trust me. I, I know, and I'm aware and thankful for all of them. One is just really stands out because it was surprising to me. So my third birth was very traumatic. Um, I think we talked about it. One of the podcasts, I had a pretty bad C-section, um, and got him out, but I had also been cut in other places. It was a really traumatic, uh, birth experience to try to get this 10 pound baby out of me. And I, um, you like to grow 10 pound babies. We love growing. <laughs> Like, don't want to show we up. We just can't get them out, but we really, <laughs> we really like growing like them. Grow and we grow them well. Yeah, they're so cute. We do. Okay, anyway, keep uh, going. Okay, that's funny, Madison. <laughs> um, so um, it was a friend, a very, very, very dear friend who was at the hospital with me a lot, um, who actually helped me discharge from the hospital while my husband had to go to work. Well, it was her mother that came over about a week after I had had my third baby, um, Mac, and um, I had two toddlers at home and this newborn, and it was, I could not recover. My body was wrecked, and I had lots of people from church, I had lots of food coming in. I had a lot of support on that baby. Yeah. We were pretty established in church, and we had a lot of friends. She brought me over a pair of the softest, most beautiful, velour, fluffy sweatpants. Yeah. Because my cesarean scar was so intense. It was the second one that I had had. Um, and the act and the kindness, the gesture from a friend's mom. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Who brought me these pants yeah. because I think she, yeah. her, she was horrified to hear about my experience. She's like, what? A Stacey? lot of people are. A lot of people are shocked to hear about how bad birthing experiences can be. Right. And because I'm not shocked because I grew up hearing them from you. True. So I'm shocked when I hear it goes well. Right? <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm like, like, what? <laughs> you pop that baby out in six okay. hours? So yeah, I think wow. a lot of people are really like extra sympathetic because they're like, I cannot believe that can even happen to a human. Yes, I think that's how that <laughs> yeah. woman felt for yeah, me. Yeah. You poor yeah, human. Yeah, she was like, I, oh my gosh. Like, What can you, I do besides mm -hmm. bring you some chicken? Yeah. I'm going to give you some pants. That's I'll so just sweet. never forget sympathy, so empathy. And then again, from someone I didn't expect, mm -hmm. um, yep. that, that just struck me softest pants. I'll never this forget it. So and we talk about it. Inspiring. It's so inspiring. It like every time I think like I'm going to do something nice or sweet for somebody. And sometimes I don't like <gasps> just, I mean, no, yeah. but you know what I mean? Just like at a convenience or like, Oh, writing a letter, go get a stamp. Okay. It does matter. Like just do so it. I gave you an experience that happened 21 years ago. And yesterday you experienced something similar, similar. Yeah. Just yesterday. Yeah. Someone anonymously. Yeah. Dropped off a gift at my mailbox. Yeah. To brighten my day. Yeah. Completely unexpected. Yeah. Complete surprise. Yeah. Um, and so meaningful. Yeah. So, so I kind of want to just talk a little bit about the whole sympathy and empathy thing, because okay. I think that's so important. And I think that's how I have, grown a lot in my friendships and relationships and just meeting people in general is once you have gone through hard times, we don't have to talk about all your hard times. Right. Okay. We don't have to do that, but knowing, and some people do know you've been through a lot of hard times and now some people know mine. I don't really talk about it all the time. Well, no, I don't know. Nobody wants that. Um, but what I've found is that it really makes you 
a um, textured person. It makes you um, talk about experience. Experience. From- it makes you give a different perspective in your mind, and then you can share that with someone else's mind. But I think that it grows you so much as a person. It should. And yeah. And um, and I think that's one of my favorite things is to meet somebody and have them even share a hard time that they're going through. And I can say, oh my gosh. Well, I it accelerates thinking. a relationship. Yep, it does. And then if I'm able to share something similar or know of someone who's gone through that, then just sharing it. And of then course. I say, hey, I met somebody else who shared this with me. She or he was going through the same thing. Or I, my family member went through that same thing. I know exactly what it's like on this side of it. Right. Or just sharing different perspectives or sharing, I've been there. I know right. exactly what that feels yep. like after you've had it a It takes baby. a lot of vulnerability to do that and yeah. a lot of faith and trust in yourself and the listener. Yes. Think about that. Yes. Because you have to, because you don't know how someone's going to react right. to your story. Right. You could be judged. Right. You could be shamed. Yep. You could be pushed away. So I have a, I have a question about that. Um, why do you think that I am not scared of stuff like that? I kind of maybe have an answer, but I don't. Why are you not scared of being vulnerable? Of being, and why and do you being judged? Why am I? Because I share so much. Like, like yeah. at one point at work, I was there was a group of like three girls, right? And I'm sharing a little bit of my story, my postpartum story, and I shared some details and some thoughts. And one girl I was closer to the other two, not so much, right? But then I thought I, that they don't know me, right? Like they could take this information and automatically have a thought about me that's right. not accurate. Right, yep. Or They've whatever. misrepresented you. And misre- right. And then, but then it, it didn't bother me. And I was like, why is this not bothering me as much as maybe it should be? I, I think I, the first thing in my mind is maturity. Okay. I mean, you've gotten to the point of maturity that you don't really care what people think so much about you anymore. Okay. That's part of growing okay. up okay. and getting to be, uh-huh. I don't care. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. And if you don't, if you don't like yep. me, then we're not meant to be friends. Yep. And I also thought if they do have those, you know, a, a thought of about me or, or whatever, they don't know the whole me. Okay. So if they wanted to ha- ask or wanted to know the whole me, then they can That's continue a relationship with me. Right. To ask you. Yeah. I, I think so. Maybe. I get it. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but also going through part of the hard times is me, me moving away from Rochester and then coming back. And I had to deal with knowing that a lot of people were talking about me. Oh, interesting. Do you see what I'm saying? Interesting. And part of my story, I knew that there were some people who were talking about me. Okay. Telling my story without me there. Mm-hmm. And just, and I, and I, we kind of all do that, right? As people. But I was more aware of that than ever mm-hmm. Yep. in the situation I was in. Yep. So I had to come to terms with that and go, I have no control over that. Nope. The only thing I can do is tell people the story the truth. if they want to know it. Yep. And that's it. Yep. I can't really worry about what they're... You also were demonstrated parents that went through hard times. Yeah. Repeatedly. <laughs> but s- and we... And look at us today. You're, you're still proud of your life. Like yeah. you, you didn't go through it. You weren't we victims. We didn't become victims. We're not victims. We're not. Yeah. Yes. Like we just, we went through like over and over again. Like, oh, this happened. Okay. This happened again. Oh, this is still happening. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's still happening. 
<laughs> and it's still <laughs> but, right but right. yeah it, right. it's not like it doesn't right. like um it doesn't it uh, never buried us right it just didn't no nope no okay let's this, this what what else do we have i want to tell really quick the story okay your meow meow kittens story say that again slower <laughs> so meow, meow meow kitten meow yeah. meow kitten no i used to do this oh i used to go Okay, so do you know the first no, time I that you no ever did idea, it? No, I have no idea, but it's my favorite thing okay, to do. Okay, so I remember we were in the hospital. It goes hospital. along with sympathy and empathy. Yes. We were in the hospital, and Why? I don't know. Dad was in the hospital. Dad was in the hospital yes. with a back surgery. Don't ask me or what it was clot, for. blood clot, or it could uh, have been any of heart things. attack or a stroke. He's, mm. had, he's had it all. He's a hospital he's veteran. He's an experienced hospital yeah. patient. That's part of my hard times, but okay. So um, we're in the hospital. Okay. We're in the hospital and it's like, it's kind of dark and I'm young. Like I'm like middle school even yep, like, yep. like mm -hmm. probably sixth grade, seventh grade. And you, whenever dad was in the hospital bed, you would this. always try to make him laugh somehow. Like you would, yeah. you would try to be like, maybe embarrassing or goofy or like be extra Stacy Lee, like whatever it was. Okay. And dad would always, you know, oh, that's, oh, that's the, yeah, the yeah, old, yeah. He the calls old, me the old beater. The old beater. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, so one day, like, I don't know where it came from or why you said it, but you just went up to a minute. To dad? Yeah, just right to dad. Meow, meow, kit. Yep, I did. Because dad <laughs> hates cats. Tom hates cats a lot and and, and dad I, is like this giant badass of a man like tough yep like yep yep just yep yep he like did. yep not yep. even close to needing any nope. sort of the least vulnerable person on the planet my husband he is superman He's like hard as a rock like yeah in a hospital gown vulnerable down out of his control <laughs> and i just patronizingly Meow, meow, kitchen. And I was just like, my little because, seventh grade self was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's so funny. And I think I always ask you, like, where did you hear? Like, what is that from? You're like, oh, I just made it up. I just made it up. I had no idea. Because Tom just, it yeah, makes yeah. him laugh so hard. And just because that's what cats do, they press on their mommy's tummies to get their milk out. Did you know that? That's what he Yes. Knew. Yeah, on the mommy's, you know. Oh my area. god. So that's yeah. really what you were trying I was to do. Oh my god. I was really that's like a whole nother look. I was really making the paw motions of a little kitty. Oh my god. Meow meow. So meow meow kitchen. Fast forward to my adult life. I use it now, like often. And like we've used it. We use like in high school too. You'll be like complaining about nothing. I'll be like Oh, meow, meow, um, yeah, kitten. meow, meow, kitten. And Ab, my friend Abby and I have now changed it into a verb. Okay. We do you do you need me to meow, meow, kitten you? Oh. Do you need a meow, meow, kitten? Like do you or something you more serious? Yeah, like, but no, like no. I think we we kind of use it now for real. Oh, oh, <laughs> like oh. when it is a serious thing. Oh, good. Yeah, like I'll be like, um, and she's like, oh, do you you need a meow, meow, kitten? Don't you need some? You need me to meow, meow, kitten you? Yeah. And I'm like, yes. I just need someone to say I'm so sorry. That's so hard. Even though you know. Yeah, yeah, life is good. Oh, I love that you have that memory because I don't remember the first time I used it. <laughs> yeah. And I will still do it to him now. It's and so he, funny. He loves it. Um, um, that's good. Yeah, yeah. 
So what what are should our listeners take away from what Ooh, do we want what? them to take away? Okay. Um boy, we really didn't give a lot of details. Well, we didn't give a lot of information. We didn't give any education. Okay. Like from your Yale course. We didn't really no. teach anybody anything. Are you saying we're not know. experts in everything that we say? What? Madison, stop it. <laughs> okay, that is not in the musings Weird. of a pursuit of a happier yeah, that's, life. I think I think that's why like the the that is so good. I can't. What I, our I, mission? I have no words sentence? now. Um. Yeah. 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 Because, because it's we not. Are yeah. We're just musing over the. Pursuit. We know nothing. It's the pursuit. It's not like we know. We don't know anything. We'll never know. No. So no, I don't think there's a takeaway from. I think the takeaway oh. for me is oh. to just um. Maybe go back. Maybe have a re-experiencing for yourself okay. of a time where you have felt extra empathy from somebody, or you have felt like somebody was really there for you in a sympathetic way, um, and then savor that memory savor or try it, to act maybe on it. Thank the person, or, or thank the person, or if not possible, maybe try to recreate that for yourself. Maybe be that for somebody oh. else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, if there's like one thing that you were, oh, I really wanted to do that for that person that, and then I haven't yet, or there's something you need to say to somebody, or if if something happens and and you, I don't know, something seize the day, yeah, seize the moment. That's right. Don't hold back. That's right. Don't give it out. I think that we're good then. I think so. Good. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for our listeners. Yeah, thank you to our listeners. We love getting our words out in front of us. We sure do. In front of you. And thanks for using your ears um, to take in all of our words. Yes. Till next time. See you in episode five. Thanks.